Rabbi? Yes, please. Uh, I have a question. I think it's appropriate for the class, but I'm sure it is. I'm sure you guys covered it because you started at Genesis. But uh, you know, I'm thinking of writing another essay, and I was thinking about um, doing something from like the first words of Genesis. Yeah. Um, and I, I was frustrated, like with the first word, and I, I wanted to get a sense from you of where its time is coming from. Sure. Um, because it, it interprets the first word. I mean, fortunately, you know, we always complain that the Christian Bibles are so misinterpreted. And fortunately, we have the Hebrew, but it starts with what seems to me a very misinterpretation. So what, it, what, what, it what do you think? It starts with when God began to create. Mm -hmm. And there's no way mm -hmm. that that's the translation of Bereshit. Why do you, why do you think that? This, it literally means in the beginning. Okay. Bereshit call. You know, first of all, Rashid, it comes from the word Rosh, which is head, which is maybe related to source. But it doesn't mean when. when. Um, okay, ready for the, the hot tuna? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that, as all of the rabbis point out, and Rashid Rabbah, Rashi discusses it, uh -huh. um, even in the, uh, the translation there is very similar even to the art scroll translation. Okay. Because... In the beginning, in Hebrew, would be ba, rishona. So the word for beginning would be a rishona, or um, um, correct. But if you're going to use the word rosh, it would be ba rishona. So that's not the word. It's breishit. So the tav on the end, breishita. What's the tav doing there? Um, th th that makes sense to you, right? Because rishona. So what's the t? Like rishonat, breishita. So what is the, that's the problem, um, or th that's the, I don't want to say problem, but that, that's the textual issue that's going on in the translation that um, sort of King James misses. Uh -huh. So that, that Tav makes it a smichut form, a compound noun form. So a classic smichut, I mean, I'm, uh, is uh, Beit Knesset, the, um, or bar, uh, bar Mitzvah. Um, or let's just do it in English. I'm trying. I mean, or I mean, there. So, if you want to say in English, fireman, mm -hmm. you just say fireman, fire dash man. If you were going to say that in biblical Hebrew, you would say man of fire. Okay. Yeah. So it's two nouns that go together, not a noun and an adjective. Um, if you want to say house of, you know, a study house, you say house of study. If you want to say uh, gathering hall, you say uh, or or um, congregation hall, assembly hall, you say hall of assembly, Beit Knesset. Okay, so you get the idea. You're sticking you two nouns together in English. You kind of put a dash or just skip the dash, like you don't need fire dash man, um, but it's implied. It's hyped. so that is what's a, called a construct form. Mm -hmm. um, two nouns put together to make a new word. Now in Hebrew, you don't say uh, well. You can say well, today modern Hebrew they have different things, but they might say shell for of, but you don't usually say shell in, in ancient Hebrew. So how do you put two nouns together in ancient Hebrew to say fireman, study house, um, study hall, and a zillion different words that go together? Bar mitzvah, child, um, um, commandments child, or child of, of the commandments. Uh, so the way you say it, or, you know, first of the flock, a flock first. Uh, is that you put a tav 
at the end of the first noun. Yeah. And that says that now, oh, I got it. That tav means of. Okay, so if you accept that so far, right, then reshit is, would be the first of a double noun construct form. And just to now simplify it into English, in other words, reshit means in the beginning of. Now the problem, or now the next question is, if you're like, okay, I want to be literal here, and so let's do in the beginning of, then the problem is that there's no noun that follows. So the mystery is that it's supposed, it's the first of a two noun form, and the second noun is missing. So the rabbis say, okay, what, where can we go with this? So one thing you could do is, because breshit bara, bara is a verb. I mean, you can't get around that. There's no, there's no way to turn bara into a noun. Well, I guess you could. But, I mean, it, it, in Hebrew, there's no justification. So it goes, breshit bara Elohim. Okay. So you basically have, in the beginning of, God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning of what? So there are basically multiple, a couple of multiple choice answers. And I, I mean, there's tons of possible answers, but let's give the main answers the rabbis offer in their discussions. Number one is to say, it's in the beginning, of, just turn bara into a noun, for God's sake, um, literally. So, breshit bara Elohim, in the beginning of God's creating the heavens and the earth. And I think that's what art school does. And uh, can you read the eighth time again? Uh, it says uh, when God began to. Uh, no, it says uh, when God began to create. And of course, as you pointed out, that does seem more interpretive than in the beginning of God's creating the heavens and the earth. Um, another possibility that uh, I think it's I think it's Rav Oshaya goes for is that this is a, and this is much more midrashic would be to take the word Breshit and try to find it somewhere else in the Bible and see what it means there. And you can find it in the book of Proverbs, where the, and, and it becomes hugely important in, for the rabbi. So option number one is, in the beginning of God's creating the heavens and the earth, not so different from what they, they it's, that's kind of the direction that it's kind. When, when God began to create that, and you get the word. Um, so Reshit, not bro Reshit, let's take the word Reshit, do we find it in any double noun forms in the in the Bible? Yes, you find it in uh, uh, two places. Wait, it's Reshit Darko in Proverbs. It says uh, it says the Torah is the Reshit Darko, the the beginning of God's path, Derech, the beginning of God's path, um, uh, God's way, the beginning of God's way. So, what does Reshit refer to? in the Proverbs, when it says, what is the beginning of God's way? You heard me say it, what is it? It's the Torah. Mm -hmm. The Torah is the beginning of God's way. Mm -hmm. And so what Rabbi Shaya says, and it's, and it's one of the, that's the Breshit Rabbi, it's like one of the main things that the rabbis follow big time, is therefore, the word Reshit in Genesis, in the beginning, doesn't refer to the word, it doesn't mean beginning. It's a reference to the Torah that Reshit is a nickname for Torah. Because otherwise it would have said, Barishonah, in the beginning, bara Elohim, God created. But it says, so then you have to go with Ba. But doesn't Ba mean in? Not really. Ba, especially in ancient Hebrew, can mean in. But it's your basic, um, 
you know, it's your basic ablative uh, um, it, 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 grammatical construction, which means it goes with about five different prepositions. And you can, and, and Rav Oshaya points this out. Yeah. So he's like, it doesn't have to mean in, it can mean using or with. So if I want to say, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, what, what are you going to do about that nail? I'm going to hit it with a hammer. You would say, ba hammer in ancient Hebrew. Ba means right. like using yeah. something. And that's like in, in Latin, like a, if you have comma or something like that, it, it, it means using it. So, so there's say, so here, like a break. So here we go. So for Rav Oshaya, and a lot of the rabbis follow this, Rashi goes with the, in the beginning of God's creating, but Rashi also points out um, the other one. The second option, I'll just get, leave it with two. I won't go for more than two options. The two main options the rabbis follow, or both, is in the beginning of God's creating and with the Torah, God created the heavens and the earth. Now Rav Oshaya says, okay, so what, and this is the very first Midrash of that entire huge set of books at the top middle of the collections of the what's called Reshit Rabbah, the 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 complete collection. We're well not complete, but it's pretty complete. The the collection of commentaries on the Torah. The very first one is Reshit refers to the Torah. It means with the Torah God created the heavens and the earth. And then he says, and he uses Greek. He says Torah for us is like what the Greeks call Logos or Sophia. It is the underlying structure of the universe. And so it means, and or they say, for a peasant, I mean, for someone who doesn't know what we're talking about because they don't know Greek, they say it's like a blueprint. And then it says, someone doesn't just build a house from, I don't like when the rabbis get all like this, but <laughs> someone doesn't build a house from scratch, they build it from a blueprint, the rap, God had a blueprint of the underlying structure in the universe and created the universe according to an underlying order, and that is Torah. And I remember when I used to teach this to Beth Ozer, Aleha Shalom, uh, she used to say, I don't like that, Rabbi, because it makes it sound like the Torah is not a book. I know what the Torah is. This is the Torah. And I said, Beth, you got to think of Torah as like, there are two Torahs. There's Torah with a capital T and Torah with a little t. And I don't care which one you use, but let's just say... This is the Torah with a, I, I don't care which one we pick, let's just say capital T. It's the name of a book. But what Rav Oshai is saying is, the Torah with the capital T, it's a way to find your way toward understanding the underlying structure of the universe, which is, let's call Torah with a little t. Or let's reverse it. Let's call this the Torah with a little t, which is a tool for getting to the Torah of the universe. And then she's like, I'm still skeptical. And I'm like, this is what the rabbis mean, and you've heard me say it before. There's a Torah of parenting. There's a Torah of nature. There's a Torah of medicine. Like, they, like they're not saying, oh, where, oh, show me the book. Where's the medicine book? They're saying there's a structure to it. There's a divine, holy, cosmic structure. And then, of course, all of Kabbalah is built off of Rosh Hashayah's thing. All of Kabbalah is the whole Torah is it's not about Adam and Eve or two actual people that God made. The Kabbalah thinks that's absurd. It's a story that's showing you the underlying structure of humanity, men and women, creation, and other aspects of the very nature of the universe, of the cosmos. So no, it's not, a, it's, it's not the story of one Frankenstein creature made from clay called Adam, like, like because they really connect these two Torahs. To go back to the beginning, so that, um, you know, for, for the rabbis, they believe that for, and they know the Christians think of it, because they make fun of it. I mean, they say, we know that people think it means in the beginning of all time, God created the heavens and the earth. But it is more significant to understand it 
through these two interpretations. Because one would say, in the beginning of God's creating this heaven and this earth, to which they allow that there could be other creations that have their own Torahs, other universes, and this is taken up in Kabbalah from the rabbis, they love this. So they're like, the Kabbalists are like, we're just old-fashioned traditional Talmudic rabbis because they said this, and that's all we're saying, that there are multiple universes, and there are other universes, and other universes would be governed by other Torahs. The Torah is the guide to this universe, and they do bring up Greek philosophy. Could there have been other creations? And they say, yes, this is the story of this one. It's the story of this creation in this universe. And then the second meaning I already did, which is the investigation of Torah and the investigation of God and coming close to God is through, edu- is through coming to knowledge of the universe and um, through Torah study and through wisdom and through other, and then or for the Kabbalists through a, a metaphysical system that is revealed in the Torah. And for the rabbis, some of them are like, no, you can study other things like medicine and philosophy and math and come to it. The Kabbalists are more like, no, 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 we're talking about a very specific, and you know that, a, a very specific system we're not so concerned about, general knowledge. That's a long answer, but that's, yeah. so, so I don't think the Eitzheim's doing a bad job because they're trying to go with interpretation number one, and I'm pretty sure the art scroll, if I remember, the, the stone chumash, says, in the beginning of God's creating the heavens and the earth, and then they have a footnote that says, Rashi says it, and then they move on, because um, they're really based on Rashi. And anyway, so... Sorry, that's, I mean, that's, that's maybe good. too much. I'm no, sorry. No, no, that's, no, that's, that's what yeah. you expect from a rabbi. According <laughs> <laughs> to what you say, yeah. which is, makes sense also, because Torah, they use it in Hebrew is another word, is doctorina. Yeah. Doctorina is like uh, how they build uh, or how they design right. way of fighting, like the doctorina of the... Uh, when I studied that in, in the army, it was the doctrine of the Syrian regime. So how, how they think, uh, so, so it's kind of their Torah. Right. So, so you use this word right. in like kind of study of this universe, maybe. Yeah. No, no, that's exactly right. I mean, one of the things I like is, you know, I do like Big, big Bang Theory and stuff like that. And one of the ideas is that, um, well, you, you know this, but we, we can speculate using math that there could be other universes that, I mean, that have other universal constants. You know, there's certain mathematical constants that work for this universe, but if that constant was different, the gravitational constant, or, I mean, we're talking about physics, there would be a different structure to the universe. And I often think of that with the, with the rabbis, because they're kind of like, we're trying to figure out the structure of this universe. What are the universal constants? One thing that I believe, and I don't know whether I can even uh, justify it, is in some ways I'm very liberal, right, about, um, oh, oh, I should say free thinking, and I think we should all be. But in some ways I'm very Catholic. And one of the ways I'm really Catholic is that I take what the rabbis, Rabbi Shayo is saying and what the whole Breshit Rabbah is based on, that first, that very first uh, one. I used to teach that in my religion and science course. At Stanford I applied um, to be adjunct faculty, you know, for, and, you know, which is kind of a gift to graduate students. Every now and then they'll let a graduate student teach a course, and they let me do it once, which is great. I can say I taught at Stanford, but I don't because it's, it's, it's pretentious and not really true. And, um, but I taught a course on, religion, course on religion and science, and I started with this Midrash. Um, but one of the things I like about it um, is that I do believe in natural law. Like, just like I think that there are laws of math, I think there are laws of morality. 
and I think that when we were doing the Egypt stuff, and in this way I'm just very Catholic, which is, I believe that slavery was always wrong. And I believe that human rights are actually, um, they're not constructs. Like in, in, in left-wing academia, they're like, every society has its things they put together that they say are really the way to be. And they're all just different opinions, you know? There's a construct of what a woman should be. A woman stays at home and cooks. And the men are in the public realm and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we should stick to the, you know. And then other societies have different views. Well, I actually believe that um, the views that I'm seeking and trying to understand are really un universal. They're, they're, like when the Chabad says like women should be at home and men should be in the public realm, something like that. I actually think they're wrong. Right? I don't think that, well, that's your opinion. And my opinion is that I see, you know, um, women and men is very, very equal, blah, 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 blah. Those are two conflicts, right? I think I'm right. Like it's not just like, well, you have your way and I have my way. I actually think what we're trying to do in Torah is understand the real underlying laws of the universe. And I think that moral law, and this is where I say I'm a Catholic, like a Catholic priest or the Pope, moral law is just as real as mathematical law. So when a child is being abused by an adult in a society that says that's okay, I don't think that just makes me sick in the stomach. And it just makes me sick in the stomach because I grew up this way. I really think they're violating the laws of the universe. And I think the Torah is about that. I think the revelation of the Torah, and we saw it in what we already studied, and I'm going to go to Ginny, which is, I think the confrontation between God and Pharaoh is exactly over the fact that just because, Pharaoh, you say you rule by divine right and you are a lawmaker, you actually can't do it. A human can't make like laws that contradict the moral law of the universe. And one of those moral laws simply is that when you are in a dispute in a court of law, it doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you are a nephew of the king. It doesn't matter if your parents own half of Babylon. You are completely equal under the law, even if your dispute is with a peasant who says you owe them $5 because you took their oranges without paying. Like, that's one of the things the Torah says. And I think it's established something that is not like, let's try this system and see if it works. It is reflecting universal law, like real moral law that's part of this universe. Um, and he's saying to Pharaoh, sorry, you say, no, 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 no. Law is what I say, because I really, it's like, no, you are in conflict with the true universal moral law. And